Good day to you, uh, wherever you're at and whatever time it is where you're at, where I'm at. It's morning, uh, late morning, and we're a couple minutes late, so thanks for bearing with us. And so get ready for a great uh, amount of information today. It'll be simple and to the point, but also it'll be some stuff that I believe will help you grow. So anyway, uh, we'll just get right started here, and we'll ask the Lord to bless this, uh, this message. Ask your ears to be open and your eyes to hear for the things that are in your heart. So, Father, bless them. Open their hearts right now in Jesus' name and draw people to this word, this truth, Father, that you want in people's hearts and in their minds. So, Father, thank you for this moment of time. Thank you for a blessing upon it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, praise God. Well, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of fun to be, prepare for these things because I never know exactly uh, how to do it. But, you know, the, the ongoing thing here is that God wants you to move on. You know, I think we're in a time where uh, everybody's a little bit different. Some of you are brand new to the Word of God. Some of you have been in church a long time. Some of you uh, are very seasoned in the Word. I mean, it's various things. Some are being are going through a correction right now because sometimes you find out that what you thought you knew you didn't know. So it's kind of a thing. And so when I'm uh, ministering to lots and lots of people, uh, you have to bear in mind that you may already know some of these things I share, but the thing is, is it operating in your life? <laughs> That's the challenge for you. That's what I do. I Even uh, even last night, uh, Sandy and I, uh, instead of watching a movie, we tuned into a teacher that I've known for 40-some years and and put a lot of foundation in my life. And so instead of watching uh, some movie last night, we watched some teaching. Well, guess what that did? Built my faith, built my heart, uh, kept me established and kept me acquainted with some things. Even though I'd heard that same sermon at least three times, took careful notes uh, when I would hear it. And so uh, you say, well, why'd you do that, Gary, if you, knew, if you knew it already? Well, because faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Case, uh, case, uh, anyway, faith comes by hearing the truth. So in Jesus' name, I'll share a couple scriptures here. We'll see where it goes. But you know, another thing I thought of this morning, you know, I've told some stories about flying because I've been, I, I literally can't remember not being around airplanes or an airplane. My first airplane ride with my dad, I was probably, uh, two or three years old, there's a picture out there with a scarf around my head, a little guy with a scarf around my head and, and getting in the airplane. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, from there on, uh, four or five years old, uh, I'm in the back seat of this little two-place airplane that my dad hunted coyotes with, and and he, he put the stick in it that day. The stick means that thing that runs your ailerons and elevators and makes it go left, right, up and down and so on. So he put that back there for his son. So um, I grabbed that stick and we went to flying and pretty quick he said, go ahead and try something. Well, you know, I just pulled that thing plumb back. <laughs> well, you know, the airplane went straight up. And of course, it won't go there very long till it, it stalls a little bit, which isn't a problem. And then as we went along, got a little bit bigger, six, probably seven years old. I'm still too short to reach what you call the rudders. The rudders kind of steer the airplane. And so I remember he put some blocks in there to block them so I could reach them. Well, then from then on, you know, I just uh, I've been flying ever since then, uh, honestly. But the point about it is, too, you know, I, I've seen a lot of pilots. 
and sometimes they'll go get a couple of lessons and they think they know how to fly or maybe they uh, they get they go ahead and uh, become a student uh, you know a licensed student and they'll get up and and maybe they'll uh, solo out and they'll go on and think well that's all I need to know I know how to go up and down I know how to land I know how to get back to the ranch or, or you know whatever it is but then uh, there's others that say, you know what, I don't think I know as much as I'd like to, like to know because I'd like to fly better. I'd like to fly further. And, and of course, um, those are the kind of things that, that influence my life as a professional pilot. Say so you're a professional, you fly airlines. No, there's a lot of professions in aviation other than flying the, the big airlines, trust me. But anyway, they all took a measure of growing and learning and stretching. You know, you, you know in yourselves when you're wanting to push yourself into something new, it takes a push, <laughs> you know, it takes a desire. And sometimes, well, why would I do that? Well, you know, the Word of God brings those whys out. So I'll continue on here. A couple scriptures here, but and you know some of these, but in, in John 8, 32, it's one of the big ones. Uh, and actually, where, where is it at in my notes here? It says, in verse 31, he says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Which is saying, look, if you keep that word inside, you abide in it, walk in it, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be a true disciple. What's a disciple? That's somebody that's learning from somebody better than you. Uh, you know, in, in terms of the aviation, uh, my disciple would be the next instructor pilot that I sat under. And uh, so I would be discipled by that person. Of course, it started with my own father who uh, was seasoned and taught me good foundational things. And then we went to others, got the advance. Well, here in verse 32, and you shall know the truth then. If that word's in you, then you'll know the truth. How come the word the is there? Well, because it's the truth. That rang out to me when I was meditating yesterday about this scripture. And, and then it said, and the truth will make you free. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people thing called a truth, the truth, whatever, uh, somebody's truth. But, you know, Jesus had the truth. So, Probably as much as I'm going to dwell on that particular thing right there. But then we turn over to John, and I've shared some things here recently. I uh, stayed with them fairly recently, and I'll probably stay with them for some time because, you know, I want you to think about this. This is your growing up time. And don't be insulted by that. And somebody said, well, Gary, I know more than you do. Well, I know a lot of people know a lot more than I do. Uh, a lot of people have uh, been at a lot of different things. They grow, but you see, it's you that I'm concerned about this day. So you might say that. It's me that wants to grow. Say that. Just say it out loud. It's me that wants to grow. Why do I want to grow? Well, you want to grow because you want to get better. You want to know more. And, you know, that is really true right now more than any time probably in my life and possibly yours. I want to know more. Why? Because I feel there's some challenges uh, in my life, in the life of our nation, in the life of the whole earth. I want to know some more. Well, one of the things I've been stressing a lot, and I'm going to go through there because I wanted to talk about the Holy Spirit. Why? Well, it's pretty easy. Uh, in verse 16 of John, and this is John 14, verse 16, and Jesus is, is saying here, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he will abide in you forever. Of course, another helper means that Jesus can only teach a few at one time, but he's sending a helper here that could help us all. And verse 17, even in the spirit of what? Truth. So look, he's trying to bring some truth into us. 
He's opening that idea that you can have truth, maybe some more truth. Okay, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither uh, sees him nor knows him, and you know him for he dwells with you and in you. You know, if you've uh, listened to any prior teachings, I, I talk about being born again because when you ask Jesus to come into your life, uh, the spirit of God, the breath of God breathes on you, and that's the Holy Spirit he's talking about. He can dwell with you, and he's in you. And then what we have up here in verse 26 of the same chapter which goes right with it. He said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you in remembrance all things I've said to you. So you see, we have a teacher. We have an abider. We have some things to help you. Now you say, uh, Gary, uh, get on with this thing. You know, let's, let's have some fun with this word here. But, you know, wh why do I want to know this? Well, because it's just the truth. I'm telling you, in, in early times, getting born again that first year, I didn't know anything. People, I, people even shout me down because I'd go to the, we tried going to this big church, which is a denominational church. Some of you may go there today. I don't know. Uh, or a lot of them just like it. Well, walk in there and get in the Bible study, and I started talking about born again. Sandy and I are so excited, we found out that we must be born again. Well, it's in John 3, 3 through 3, 5. It says so. Well, we got in that adult Bible study, and, and we insulted the uh, pastor and the pastor's wife because we were talking about born again. Say, no, you don't say born again. Well, that was my first challenge. But then a, a while later, I began to see some things in the Word. I had a teacher that began to show me some faith scriptures, told me that I could believe what I say, told me I could ask God for things through the name of Jesus. He'd give it to me. Well, I remember going into, uh, we had a little Bible study going on with some good friends, and I remember one night showing up at that Bible study, and I said, hey, I got some new stuff here. We can actually ask God for things in the name of Jesus, and he'll actually uh, give it to us. I said, I, I'm here, and then I saw about this mountain thing. You could talk to a mountain, and it, you, just, you could say in this mountain, be removed. You could cast some things out of your life. Well, you know what? That ended that Bible study because they wanted to stay with a little bit of religion. So, you know, I don't know if I'm striking home here, but, but you see, I think each one of us comes to a place in our life where we want to know more because we say, well, I thought I knew something, but, you know, some of those things I thought I knew, they don't seem to be panning out so good. Uh, so the, the reality is here, um, let's see if there's another scripture to throw in here just a minute because... Uh, uh, verse uh, John 15 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So, you know, these are faith scriptures, glory to God, but they're, they're truth scriptures. They're things that apply for you today because if there's things you want to know, and let me, let me just chop that off for a minute. I know for many, many of you, because a lot of you people listening, we know you at least personally or at least sort of personally, I know you're being inundated with all kinds of information, and some of that really sounds far out. And then there's uh, people saying, well, don't go that way. And then other people say, don't go this way. And you know what? <laughs> That's why I want you to be acquainted with the spirit of the living God that when you ask Jesus to come into your life, he made up a residence in you. He said, Jesus, that was a promise. He said he'd be in you and he'd be with you. Well, did he mean what he said? Well, he did in my life because, you know, fairly soon after, without knowing a lot, uh, growing in this thing a little bit, uh, you know, I found out God began to to make some changes in my life. Why? Because in my heart, I wanted to get better. I wanted to know more. Uh, when it came to flying, I wanted to be a professional. I wanted to do it right. 
Why? Well, because I, I just did. I wanted to be better because, number one, uh, you know, flying a lot of people around, I didn't want to kill them by thinking I knew more than I did. Well, same with this Bible. You know, if God called me to teach this Bible, I don't want to take you into a place where you'll get derailed or you'll crash. <laughs> I want to help you get some foundation. But you know what? I can't get that foundation to you uh, unless you want it. And that's where the Spirit of God comes in. And you know, that's a pretty simple thing. If you're where I'm at, and I'm still here 40-some years later, been born again 43 years this month, celebrating it. However, uh, it's, 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 if this is for you to this day, and you say, you know, Lord, I really want to grow in this thing. I want to get better. I want to know that I can know so that I can know that I can know some things in my heart because you know uh, that scripture I shared probably a time or two ago. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those are my sons. You want to know what does that mean? I want to be one of your sons. Well, it doesn't mean that it won't go to heaven if you're not walking by the Spirit of the Living God. It just means that that He can't depend on you to do what He's called you to do or open the doors for you to do. You know how many like open doors? Glory to God! I I do. We pray for open doors for many things. You know, the world of business through the years, we've prayed for open doors in business. I've prayed for open doors of ministry, open doors, uh, open things. You know, prayed for those things. Well, you could start asking God for those things. Uh, he, he told us in John 16, 23, Hereafter you ask me nothing, ask the Father in my name. Jesus said that, ask the Father. And he said he'd give it to you. You know what that give it? To me, when he said he'd give it to you, uh, if you did a little word study, you'd find out that that word was grant. What's a grant? Well, we know some of us work with grants. We know if it's granted, it's just a free gift. It's there. It's yours. Uh, if you can figure out how to weave through it and write the right documents right now in the world system, you can have a grant. Don't have to pay it back. It's what you wanted. Well, he said, here, after you ask me nothing, you ask the Father in my name, and he'll give it to you. He'll grant it to you. So why wouldn't we want more truth? Why wouldn't we want to walk in that? Now, I'm going to shift gears here just a little bit. Because that's almost like a type of review. But trust me, if you listen to me, I'm going to keep working on this because I want you to be solid in your heart. I want you to know that you can, you can know that you can know that you can have peace about these things. And as I've told you before, and, and this is the truth, uh, this is the truth. What really, how you can know things is when it's, you have a peace of God in your heart. Peace that passes understanding. And some of you will say, wow, I didn't know that, but I remember having a lot of peace about certain things, and now I feel good because I know I walked in what he, where he was at. Now, let me, let me shift gears into something that's not uh, quite that pleasant. But since we've been in aviation today, we flew around the world a couple of times. We've, we've, we've run some souls. We've gotten some prayers answered. But here's where some of you are to this day. Uh, you're having to kind of choke this down just a little bit because, uh, you see, you might have been untaught. You might have been taught some things that didn't reveal this kind of truth. You know, you might have been heard things like, you know, God's ways are past finding out. You know, well, that, that was a true st statement to people that don't know the Lord, but it's not the truth statement. I mean, I just showed you the Holy Spirit will reveal you truth. Uh, also, you know, uh, I just saw a scripture in Deuteronomy. Uh, it said, the th secret things belong to the Lord, 
But those things are revealed to us and basically through the Word of God. There, God will reveal everything uh, through the Holy Spirit to you. Uh, I mean, there's just no limit to the knowledge that He can give you. And you don't have to be some preacher. You don't have to do that. But you, you, you see, you begin to talk, to, teach your own life, take your own life. But here's, here's something I want to tell you right now. This is, this, this is a situation where a lot of you might be right now. You're wanting to believe all this stuff. You're wanting to believe some of these Bible teachers are taking you on to things about the Holy Spirit, to things about prayer, things about intercession. You say, well, I've never heard anything about that. Well, let's, let's look at uh, Jeremiah chapter 2. And I'm going to read a, a little passage here. And it says in verse 11, has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory. And what does not profit? Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. For, verse 13, I want you to look at this and write it down. I'm going to share some things right here, right now, that will help you. If you've been going to church all your life and you haven't heard anything about faith or the Holy Spirit or any of these kind of things, uh, here in verse 13 it says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of the living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. And that is in Deuteronomy, Jeremiah 2. I'll repeat that. Deuteronomy, I'm sorry. Jeremiah 2. And I, right now I'm in verse 13. For my people have committed two evils. Calls it evil. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Now here's what I want to say about this. The fountain of living waters is a type of the Holy Spirit. Many of the churches today, denominational churches and others, they, go, they, they, they have a lot of religion going on in there, and there's a lot of things going on, but they have no room for the Holy Spirit, the living water. And they have hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. A brother of mine shared with me this week, uh, Something that he heard a pastor say that somebody on the East Coast or somewhere that uh, had made a comment that the, that uh, he'd been in this church for 40 years and uh, things just weren't like they were 40 years ago. But I want to go back over that verse 13 of Jeremiah 2 again. For my people have committed to it. Now I know he's talking to the children of Israel, but the Lord showed me this word is for us today. If you've been going to a fellowship or a church and, and you don't, after certain amount of teachings, you don't, honestly, you can begin to feel the presence of the Lord. Now, I'm not talking in your mind, but sometimes you walk into these things, and I had to deal with this early on. Because early on, because I was challenged, I wanted to move on, and I was, God was starting to use me in some certain different things. Uh, not only in the uh, teaching and sharing, but ministering on the, uh, wherever I was and even praying for people that were sick. And I, be, I was seeing people healed. And then I started finding out that people said, we don't believe in that. That all passed away. What passed away? Well, God didn't pass away. I didn't pass away. The Word of God didn't pass away. So anyway, then in, they've hewn themselves cisterns, broken 
cisterns that can hold no water. You see, I, I, we just this last year uh, put in a cistern down at, one, at our property in, in, uh, in the foothills anyway. And in that, that cistern had to be taken care of so it would hold water. But see, there, if this talking about uh, churches or, or God's people that have made no place for the Holy Spirit, I don't want that to be you. I want that place, I want that space, place to be you, that you can hold the Holy Spirit in your heart. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, we just talked about it, He's the Spirit of truth. He's the Spirit of everything. Now here's what happens when you begin to grow in this. You become sensitive to it. Uh, you know, you could call this teaching something like practices in presence or or whatever. Uh, I talk in flying when people just want to go fly. I, I, there's a common term out there that people don't want to grow up more. They just want to go somewhere. We call that flying by the seat of your pants. Maybe you've never heard that, but I've heard it in aviation. I've heard it in other other things too, flying by the seat of your pants. Well, this isn't a great time to be doing that with the Lord's work, with your life or anything else, because you know, with a lot of challenges. So uh, make a space for the Lord. Uh, make a space for Him. Start growing in this thing because we don't want to just be feeling our way right now. You know the Lord has led me out of some things. I don't want to get into a lot of detail. But in my early life, I, I just grew up knowing, well, I do this, I do that. And, you know, somebody else does that. I'm going to do that. I just kept, I, you know, that's where I was. But after I got born again, I started growing in this stuff. You know, the Lord began to show me some things in my life that uh, really, Really, um, really did, uh, didn't fit so much. We just learned to listen to him. It's like a lifestyle. It's like a habit. It's like practicing his presence. <laughs> that's what I want to get over to you today because that's one of the things that Sandy and I have concentrated on for many, many years. We practice his presence. We practice operating in it. Not so we can be super spiritual, super ooey-ooey, but because it's a great tool for not only a successful life, but a but a, a profitable life, a life of safety, a life of peace. And it, it can, that's what the Holy Spirit can do uh, for us if we just not let it operate. So I want to uh, share that a little bit more as we move on into the uh, ministry today and the teaching because it, it can be invaluable to your life. And if you feel like you need to move on in your life, then you need to move on in your life. And that doesn't mean to run anybody else down or... Or like I've said again, it's not called uh, like leaving your friends or leaving things like that. But sometimes you have to make decisions for your future. And, and you're the one that has to make them. And you do it with the counsel of the, the Spirit of the living God. So God bless you. And uh, keep listening here because there's even more things that I'm sharing here right now. So st stay in this thing and take some notes. Watch the scriptures in Jesus' name. Yes, thank God. Thank God we have the word of truth operating for in and around Anyway, those are some things that I wanted to share today. I know it's a, it's a big thing. It's a big hurdle. But, you know, there may be some things in your life that you might need to weed out, you see. And that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. He leads us into truth. I mean, he, he's a guide. Yes, he is. But he's not a, he's not a spirit guide like, you know, the, 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 the dark, the spirits of darkness. They've got spirit guides. That's not what the Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit is life and, and so on and so forth. And, and just... Um, just a, a, a follow-up on this particular, one more scripture here in Jeremiah 14, and speaking of some things, it said in verse 3, chapter 14 of Jeremiah, their nobles have sent their lads for water. 
they went to the cistern and found no water. That's when you are trying to grow in this thing and you're trying to go back to that same church that you thought was going to teach you something a long time ago, and yet you go there and it's dry, and it's dry, and it's dry, and you try to make something out of it. And you say, well, maybe if I'll be there, maybe I can help everybody. Well, you know, in my lifetime of 40-some years, you, you really can't help anybody. There might be one person that wants to grow with you, but you see, that's where we have to separate ourselves if we want to go. And you say, you mean I have to leave my friends? No, we never left our friends, but we stopped wanting to hear untruth. We just want, we stopped, got to the place where when we were around a watered-down God, it didn't give us any fruit, no truth. I mean, you know, at one point uh, we'd started uh, uh, really enjoying a lot of healing in our children. We found out, you know, we didn't have a lot of money at that time, and yet uh, you, we were raising four children. Well, we grew in our faith and found out when I'd pray for the, her mom and I would pray for our children, God would heal them. And we just got used to that. That's pretty cool. Well, then we uh, made a little move in our life and started going to this church we thought would help us. Well, I sat under that thing for a while, and pretty quick I couldn't get my kids healed anymore. So you know what I did? Backed out of that thing, went back to building my faith, and uh, been, uh, been growing in it ever since then. So praise God. Well, you know, that's a whole lot of stuff right now. We've had to chop up with a video, but that'll change. It'll come out with a, a good teaching. And, uh, and, uh, and a lot more. So you'd be blessed today. You, you, you go out and get a flying lesson today, but you know, the thing is, practice it. I'm talking about practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what, I, what I'm talking about. Make it, a, make it a something in your life, a challenge. You want to know more, but guess who will teach you more? The teacher, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he's a teacher. He'll teach you more. Does that mean that you can't learn from others? No, it doesn't. But it will help you know when you're hearing some teaching, you're going to have a witness in your heart if you're hearing the truth or not. You really will. Uh, you can practice that. You really will. And when you start uh, getting better and better and better in that, you're going to be more sure-footed about, uh, you know, there's a Bible verse and I can't go into another teaching today, but it says, be careful what you hear. That's in Mark 4, whole teaching about the word, uh, uh, seed of the word and so on. Be careful what you hear. And, and that be careful is going to be sustained by the Holy Spirit and the witness in your heart. So God bless you. Praise God. You know, this, this is a great day for you to start practicing this because you know there's a great darkness out there. You know it. You've been seeing a lot of stuff. And God will weave you through that. And he'll sustain you, and he'll bring you through it unscathed with a covering over your household and your family. So I'm going to ask God right now to reveal that to you, how to walk in this. I'm going to ask him to put a hunger in your heart that you can't quench with your natural mind, that you'll begin to renew your mind, you'll begin to search this word out, you'll begin to ask the Holy Spirit to, to give me what I need, give me the truth that I need in your word right now today. And thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for blessing these people watching this. Bring fruit to their life in Jesus' Jesus' name, amen.